When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have uh, Corey Parker involved here. Uh, love his take on all things rugby league. Cos, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, morning, guys. Um, before we talk grand final and maybe even a little bit of Dallium, news just coming through, don't know whether you've caught up with it, that Billy Slater has re-signed with the Maroons for three years. So he's, uh, you know, after dipping the toe on a, on a one-year contract basis, he's decided to go all in and take this team over for three years. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic for Billy Slater and also Queensland. It was inevitable uh, that that was going to happen. I was a little surprised to hear that it was three years, however. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we've seen what Billy can do and, um, you know, it sort of speaks for itself. So it was just a matter of formalities and getting that sort of side uh, tucked away. And now um, we can move on with Billy at the helm. And uh, the other mob down there, well, they don't know what they're doing. Apparently... Yeah. Freddie, Freddie was going to be re-signed, and now there's a halt and delay, so who knows, but who really cares? Yeah, that's exactly right. He's calling on Gust. Brandy's Ivan, gone. Ivan, he's calling yeah. on. <laughs> they're all, they're everyone's a chance. Um, <laughs> that's it. Dally Ems, uh, what are your thoughts? Carl and Ponga coming uh, out of the blue? Oh, didn't he come out of the blue? I was sitting there watching it, and I said to my son, who's out, you know, loves his rugby league, you know, I said, look, Kalen will fly home in regards to the points because obviously they went on that 10-game 10, uh, 10 winning streak in the regular yeah. season and then off into uh, in the semifinals. But I thought Sean Johnson had done enough to win, to be fair. Um, and, and when you look at across the whole board uh, in regards to, you know, I, I feel sorry for Sean Johnson. Happy, you know, very happy for Kalen and what he's been able to do. But, you know, let's... Let's have a look at the season on, on a whole. I mean, Kalen, well, he had a holiday, and he said that in his speech. He said, I went away on a little holiday, mm. and while I was away, I was sick of letting people down. I thought his speech was absolutely terrific. Yes. Yeah. He said, I was sick, sick, of letting, sick of letting people down, so I wanted to come back and make amends and make people proud, and hopefully I've done that. Well, he's certainly done that. I don't know if I've seen a, 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 a faster run home in a Dal yeah. awards night than Kalen Ponga. Um and, and, you know, it, it's it's one of those age-old questions, right? Um, Nico Hines won it last year. Kalen Pongan's won it this year. Um, the, the, you know, you see the Broncos and you see the, the Penrith Panthers, who arguably are the two best sides in the competition. Panthers have been the best over the last three, four seasons. Um, but no one's won a Dallium out of those teams because they've got so many good players that yeah. you know, share it right across the park. If Newcastle go on a 10-game winning streak, there's only one player that's getting the votes and he thoroughly deserves that so um i was a little surprised that sean johnson didn't get the the top gong and come down right to that last you know and sean got five and Kalen got six and pipped him by one so uh you know congratulations to Kalen. and mate what about the poor old fords yeah have a look at the here's the top uh, Ponga, johnson hines cherry evans cleary and Drinkwater was there involved <laughs> 
he couldn't he couldn't win it. I mean, about five hundred tackles between them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fanua Blake was the highest rated forward, and obviously uh, Payne Haas was was only you know, a couple of points behind him. I'll tell you something about Ford. Those blokes <laughs> that carry on with their awards and all that sort of garbage, <laughs> yeah, you know, your Pongers and your Johnsons and your Clearies, they can't do what they do without forwards. Yep. So it's 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 funny, right? I mean, it's like any sport. You know, it's soccer. They they got the strikers who score the goals. In the NFL, it's all about the quarter pack, quarterbacks. But without any of those forwards and people that are willing to roll their sleeves up, they just don't don't get what they get. So, mate, I'm with you. I, I think the forwards should get more credit for what we do. Exactly. Actually, right. actually, Aussie Rules has got it the other way around. Hey, the forwards always win uh, as well, but. They can't do what they need to do without a midfield. And at least the midfielders yeah, in Aussie Rules get the votes. Yeah, that's you're spot on. You're spot on. It's not just the glory guys. I mean, you talk about, you know, work. I mean, how many tackles does a halfback make these days? <laughs> Half a dozen, mate. Yeah, look, I, I knew yeah, that would get you. Yeah, right, let's, let's talk about a grand final. Um, we haven't been there since 2015. We, they were tossing wooden spoons across the fence at Red Hill in, in 2020. I mean, you've got to give a little bit of kudos to Kevy here. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, it was a real sad day. I was part of the club uh, in 2020 on the coaching staff. It was a real sad day when uh, you, you spot on. There was wooden spoons being thrown over the fence, uh, which was, uh, uh, you know, un- unseen in regards to the Broncos' DNA and what they're about. Um, you know, there, there was a turnover of coaching. There was a turnover of players and staff. Uh, and to see where they're at right now, I mean, last year... Um, you know, I'm a big believer in rugby league. You get what you deserve. And, you know, as, as harsh as it may sound, I thought last year they, they got what they deserved. There were some chinks in their arm in regards to where they were, uh, and they fell out of the finals. But what they did do is it really highlighted to the club and the team and the individuals that things needed to change. And they identified that over the summer, so much so that they worked extremely hard in their defence because that was sort of the main area. Uh, and they come back in season 2023. In game one, they, they drew a line in the sand. It was 13-12 against the reigning premiers in Penrith, in, uh, at Penrith, in Penrith. Uh, and, and they've just continued to build. Continue to build to a team that you see now that's got confidence, swagger, uh, momentum, and, and a host of superstars. I mean, these young players had endured a fair few scars. Mm. You know, go back to 2020. They were part of that team. Wooden spoon. And, you know being sort of touted as this this club or this team that was non-successful uh, to now, they're on the verge of being some, uh, playing, uh, having something that nobody, nobody can take away from you. Look, I've won a premiership and I've lost a premiership. And it's a feeling I think every NRL player should be able to experience. However, it's it, you know, so hard to win. They are so hard to win. So um, their destiny is in their hands, but... Um, They've had a remarkable turnaround from where they were. Uh, what about some similarities, Corey, to the you know '06 when you were underdogs to Melbourne and won fifteen eight? Do you notice any um, similarities? Uh, I mean, every team is very different. Never, in, yeah. From our point of view, we try and you know, uh, you know, create storylines and narratives in, yep. the, in the media because that's what we do. But. Um, uh, the difference between 06 is we went in as heavy underdogs, but we were down 24-6 at halftime in a prelim against the Bulldogs. Yes. And we fought back in that second half and we scored um, you know, 26 points to win 30 to 24, something like that. Um, and it was, it was at that point 
that we knew, well, I knew, and we'll galvanise it, no one was going to beat us. No one was going to beat us, regardless right. on the outside. Now, internally with the Broncos at the moment, there would have been a point this season um, where individuals would have thought, you know what, we can win this. We can absolutely win this. Um, and, yeah, they wouldn't have spoke about it publicly, etc. but internally they would be 100% happy with where they're at right now. And then you look at, you know, they've got the number seven who's 33 years of age and, you know, orchestrated things beautifully. They've got the number one who's 20 years of age who has lit the joint, uh, the NRL apart. Yep. Uh, and then you go, to, I think you really need, you need some real strike. I think the centres in particular mm. in the modern game are, are crucial players. Well, Herbie Farnworth just won centre of the year, and rightly so. Um, the middle third of the field is exceptional. Um, so the six just won the 5-8 of the year. So there's a lot of things pointing in regards to them going on to win this grand final. However, they're playing a side who are playing their fourth consecutive grand final, going for three in a row, which is incredible, incredible to think. So yeah. they will not just get handed this grand final. And if they are to win, they will have to be at their absolute best, as, as most teams are in their grand final. If they play the same style in the same way they played against the Warriors, they'll get beaten. That's plain and simple, and yep. they've identified that themselves. However, they are in there with a huge shot. Yep, I, I agree. But you know that uh, opportunities are going to be rare because uh, the other night against the Storm, they were 87% completion, Penrith. And I think yep. during the first half, they were virtually perfect. So they don't give you too many sniffs. No, exactly right. They're the number one team in the competition for defence. They're the number one team in the competition for attack. And they're the number one <laughs> team in the competition for ball control. And, and, they, and, and they like each other. When you, and, they, and they absolutely love each other. They play for each other, as do the Broncos, which is which what makes it so interesting and intriguing about this grand final. The best thing that I think is available for everyone is everyone right across the park is fit and ready to play. Mm. I mean, there's no HIAs, there's no storylines, there's no persons coming in with injury clouds, etc. So this one will be one fair and square on the pitch, uh, and um, I can't wait. It's, it, 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 you just get the sense that it could be one for the ages, a la 2015. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. They'll, they'll certainly run at Luai's shoulder. That that could be one injury they've got. Um, but, but you're right. Well, um, that one thing that hasn't been written about, and I think it was in origin, was their smaller wingers. You reckon we can attack them? Yeah, we can. Absolutely. You look for areas that you can, you know, we've got, you know, we've got, um, you know, Sol and Cobbo on one side, who would be up against Truver, I think, off the top of my mind. Uh, and then, you know, Arthur's on the other side up against Toto. Now, I mean, they're incredible players. Truver yes. just got rookie of the year. And Toto, I think, is arguably, you know, one of the best wingers I've seen. He's just incredible in the way he gets through work and what he's able to do there. But you're, you're spot on. What is he, five foot ten, maybe? Um, and you know, so he's a shorter winger, so there is an opportunity to get put a cross-field kick and you know go aerial on them. Um, but, yeah, you've got, to get the, you've got to get the opportunity to do that, and I'm sure the Broncos will. I'm sure it's an area that they've looked at. Um, and you've got to execute it. That's plain and simple. You've yeah, got to yeah. execute the big plays and the big moments, as you know, Hills. We don't like putting the ball in their hands too often, but you know maybe we can beat beat them to those. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It just hasn't been written about, which is very interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, any any strategies? What what would you what would you try up up front? It sounds like it's just got to be absolute basics and build pressure and possession and field position. 
Um, and yeah, that's, that's all about the boring it. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's all the boring stuff You know, that the general punter doesn't want to hear. But unfortunately, they're the things that win big games. I mean, the, the, the simpler the game plan played at or, or played at the highest intensity generally goes on the win. Then there's going to be some time where some individual is going to have to step up and come up with a moment. And we see that often in big games, whether it's a run, whether it's an inspirational you know, you know, set play, something like that, um, that will decide what goes on. However, the Broncos last week um, against the Warriors, they averaged something like 12 offloads per game. That's been their season average. Mm-hmm. They had 23 last week. So if you can win the collision, which will be is, is paramount to, to getting an offload away, um, the Penrith Panthers don't do well, or any team for that matter, when you throw some second phase in. So when you're able to throw some instability in the defensive line, uh, that being off an offload, it can throw uh, the defensive line into a bit of disarray. And we've seen this year in particular, um, the Parramatta Eels beat the Panthers twice, and they're the second best uh, offloading team okay. in the comp. So maybe there's an opportunity for you know, the middle forwards to create some time and space uh, and then get an offload away. So uh, watch that space. So there's so many storylines, but I mean, arguably they got to worry about what they, you know, what they are going to do and execute it, per, you know, perfectly. They, they're in a grand final. They are, they do 100% deserve to be in a grand final. They should be confident in what they're doing, uh, as we are from Brisbane, and everyone that will be going, uh, you know, down there to watch for them. Um, should be an unbelievable game. Yeah, well, and as we know, there hasn't been a struck match. We won the first one. It was in the wet, admittedly, in round one and 13-12. Then in round 12, it was 15-4. Dependent. So neither side has dominated. But, you know, as I said, right at the start of the week, because we've got the we've got the grand final, as far as fans go, that we deserve. We've got 1v2, and I think it's pretty clear that 1v2, despite the fact that the Warriors had, you know, a wonderful season, the, the Knights came storming home, the Storm were there and thereabouts, etc. We've got the grand final we deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what makes this one so special. And, and I think, you know, for both sides, and as I touched on just before, I think, you know, there's no uh, discrepancies. Every player is available. Um no one's carrying an injury. No one's out with a HIA. No one's out with suspension. So you're spot on. We got the grand final. It's 1v2, the two best sides in the competition over the course of 27 rounds. Then they go into the finals. They manage to find themselves there on the last day. And uh, it'll be decided by whoever is the best team in the day. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, if Brisbane can do that, it'll be unreal. Yeah, it's been a while. It's 2006, as we it all know. It has been. It has been a while. It's uh, and it's incredible to think like that, right? I mean, when I played, you sort of take things for granted at times. You know, it took me seven years to win a comp in '06. It took me another eight years to get back into a grand final. Yeah. I mean, that's just how hard they are. So these young kids right now, now whilst it might be all fluffy and fun that they're in a grand final, they need to eye, eyeball it, you know, squarely in the face and really take their chance. And I've heard that noise coming from Kev. They're not there to make up the numbers. Broncos are there to win grand finals, and that's what they should do. Good stuff. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Corey. Good luck, mate. Thanks, boys.